Joining us now, I, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about this. So 20 years ago today, we started ESPN West Palm. 20 years ago today in Palm Beach County, I was on the air that night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. There is a singular athlete that has played every moment during this time in South Florida. Only one. He's my favorite basketball player alongside of Michael Jordan of all time. I interviewed him a million times back in the day. He's my son, who's nine years old, favorite basketball player. My son just had a jersey number picked for AAU basketball, and he picked number 40. And I said, you have to understand what comes with that number and the heart and soul that is that person. Joining us now from the Miami Heat, he is my favorite basketball player of all time, alongside Michael Jordan, Udonis Haslam. UD, Evan Cohen, thank you so much for joining us. Wow, Evan, man, you, you really you really know how to bring me out, don't you? Well, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how, if you think about it, 20 years ago, so we started this radio station 20 years ago, my favorite Heat team was not any of the three title teams, was not the finals run in the bubble, was your first year 03-04. To this day, my favorite Heat team of all time because nobody expected it to be what it was. And 20 years later, we look back at you and D-Wade from that team, and in many ways, it mirrors what our little radio station was. Nobody expected us to do anything, and 20 years later, we're still here. Tell me about that team, your first oh. team. Wow, well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I think, um, I mean, that team was fun. You know, that team was full of a, a lot of young guys. Um, you know, our leader at that, that time was, was, was uh, Lamar Odom. You know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, it was just a bunch of guys that were just excited to play the game of basketball. Um, and at that time, it wasn't even a business to us. We were still kids playing the game of basketball until we realized, hey, we were pretty good and we got a chance. Um, and I think that's when you saw the emergence of us start to come together, you know, the second half of the season. That's when you started to see, you know, Dwayne coming to his own. You started to see, you know, Lamar be that leader. Um, you know, you started to see myself you know, play the game with confidence, who was a kid that, you know, just really came out of nowhere. And I think it started all really to come together. So when you see the career that I've had, you see the career that Dwayne's had, um, you see how Lamar's career catapulted and he went to the Lakers and they would be sixth man of the year and win a championship. I think all of us built that confidence and it all started with that team, um, you know, building up to that. Because up until then, obviously Dwayne was coming out of college I had been overseas, and Lamar had been up and down with the Clippers. So I think all of us really established ourselves early on in that season. You know, Udonis, I, I, I hate to, to do the comparison and contrast because they're not similar, but I'm just I'm going to do it anyway. I've, I've had some tears the last few days, like thinking about, holy crap, like this little station that could, we made it 20 years, and I also do national stuff on Sirius XM, on NBA, Mad Dog, et cetera. But this station was kind of the beginning. When was the last time you cried about your career, knowing, holy crap, I made it 20 years? Oh, man. Keesh, uh, that's a good one. Probably, when, probably you know, when we won, we won the championship. <laughs> uh, you know, the very first championship we won. You know, I had a thing going for a while that it was champagne in my eye, but as I was going into my adult years, I'm a little bit older, I can admit now that it was a very personal moment for me, and I teared up, so... Over my basketball career, um, I think that was the last time I had a cry, but it was tears of joy. You know, they were tears of joy. So, um, you know, I, I do it all over again. I'm going to get a little teary-ass towards the end of the season as well. But, you know, that was the last time I cried during the season. You've done it. Like, 
Do you believe you've made it? Can you believe? Like, when was the point of like, I can't believe I made it to? Of course I made it. You see how much work I put in? Like, because when when people look at your the beginning portion of your career, it's kind of surprising you made it twenty based on the beginning of it. But now it's like you can make it another twenty. Every team would want you. Man, you know what? I never would have imagined playing twenty years in this league, um, and I never would have imagined or vision. Um, you know, being the leading wings, but you know, all I knew is I just wanted to be. I just, I just wanted to give it everything I had. I didn't have any regrets. Um, I wanted to be the best teammate I could be. Um, I, I wanted to come out and I wanted to play my heart out. Um, and, and I just never got comfortable. I still work today, like I'm undrafted and like I don't have anything. You know, I still work today um, with the same mindset. I've always had the mindset as, you know, um, I got to work twice as hard just to equal up to the common man. You know what I mean? So that's always just been my mentality. And, uh, you know, through that mentality and through that work ethic, it's, it's, it's manifested into the career that I've had. It's brought me to this point in my career where I can, you know, retire on my own terms and, and I have an option um, to move forward with the organization that just, that's pretty much family to me. Where, um, so, you know, it, it's manifested into all these amazing things. Evan Cohen, talk with you. Donis Haslam of the Miami Heat. 20 years for UD, 20 years for ESPN West Palm. Today, our 20th anniversary. There's no better guest we could possibly. I asked for one guest. I literally asked for one guest, and Udonis Haslam is the guest. That's how much I admire UD. You know, Udonis, Charles Barkley said years ago, athletes should not be role models. I would fight him on one person, and you're the person. Do you believe you should be a role model? Yes, sir. I do. I do believe. Uh, you know, I think... And we have, you know, so many guys, you know, um, just catapulted into these bright lights and, you know, to these, you know, finances and, you know, all these other things that are going on around them. Um, you know, I think it's um, almost, it's almost imperative that, you know, you have, you know, somebody in the locker room, you know, that these guys trust and that can teach these guys how to be the ultimate professional. Um, you know, not everybody's going to win the championship. We would hope that, you will be in a position where you can win a championship. But if you don't, you have to be a professional. Um, you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your, your family and your assets. And you have to do these things the right way. Um, and I think when you look around the NBA, I think that's something that we lack now. Um, the talent level is amazing. It's unmatched. There's more talent in the league than we've ever had before. Um, but there's very little veterans. Um, there's very little guidance. And um, you see almost like a blind leading the blind type thing right now. Um, but you look around the teams that do have that veteran leadership and have that guys in the locker room. Um, and, you know, they tend to be the teams that are doing well on the basketball court, but also off the basketball court. You don't hear them caught up in a lot of things. And, you know, they just keep their, you know, their nose straight. So, you know, for me, I think every team should open up a spot for a veteran on their roster that maybe doesn't count against the salary cap um, and maybe try to figure that out. But I think every team should have an OG role where they got to protect the assets of these owners. I think uh, it's easy to say, um, why did he do that? What was he thinking? But when you talk about a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid that didn't know any better, and just learning the ropes of the NBA, the profession, um, they need help. Wait, you, you, just, you just brought up something really interesting. So you're saying 15 players, two two-way, and an OG, and that doesn't count against the cap? I think so. You know, that's something that I think would be a great idea. Um, and I think it also helps protect the assets of all these NBA teams. I mean, if the league is getting younger. The talent is getting greater. The money is getting greater. Um, you have to protect your assets. Um, and I think putting somebody in the locker room who these guys trust 
who they work with every day and build that relationship and bank that equity um, will just help you protect your assets. Because the bottom line is there's always a, discon- a disconnect between the front office and these younger guys that are coming in because these guys are 19 and 20. And most of the guys in the front office are older, or most of the times the coaches are a little bit older. So you got to really be able to get these guys to trust you. You got to speak the lingo. Um, and you got to kind of operate in their world and their space. And I think I do that well. And I think if you put a guy in a locker room that can manif- you know, manage those things, I think you're putting yourself in a position to be successful. If they created that, would you continue playing? <laughs> no, man. I think Anthony Chang asked me this the other day. And I think, you know, he asked me, would I come back for another year? And I said, you know, under no circumstances would I come back, you know, another year. I'm already made my decision. But nobody likes the way the season is going. And um, I've been losing sleep over it. But um, under no circumstances would I come back another year. I think it's time for Bam, Tyler, and the rest of these guys to, to, to be the voice and to lead and to step in and, and carry the torch, you know, for the next generation of Heat players um, and the culture. Let me follow up on one thing, though, you said about this OG rule, because I fight with people whenever they say, like, oh, why is Udonis Haslam taking up a roster spot, which is infuriating, because to me, if you said you had to get rid of every player in the Heat and you could only keep one, you're the one I'd keep, okay? And the reason I say that, and I'm curious to know your take on this, I always say the moment he takes off a jersey and puts on a suit, his loyalty is to the coaches, the front office, and ownership. And not that you're not loyal to them now. But when a player comes to you and you're wearing a jersey, you don't have to tell anybody else about that conversation. When you put on a suit, you do. I think it's different in that regard. You know what? You're, very, you're a very smart guy. You're a very smart guy. And that's what I've been trying to preach to people for a long period of time. It's not the same, you know, if I step over to the other side and put on a suit. They don't trust me as much um, and I'm not able to get the results that I've been able to get with these guys you know, with you know a guy that's in the locker room that's wearing that uniform that's in practice every day that's in drills with you every day that's in the trenches with you every day you build a lot more trust um, as opposed to obviously like I said you know a coach so I do you know better results in a position that I'm in and also I get to go out there every day and I get to work with these guys and I get not just to talk about what it looks like to be a champion I get to show these guys what it takes to be a champion with my work ethic every day in the film, in the weight room, in my condition, even though I'm not really playing that much. All these things are being a champion before you actually become champion. And those are the things that I get a chance to teach these guys. Um, the 15th guy on the roster doesn't play anyway. You know, so, you know, I think for people that uh, focus on me, you know, not playing and why, but the last couple of years we've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, and we're one shot away. Clearly it's not because we don't have the talent. I'm not taking away. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not taking away from anything. Uh, I'm just moving the needle, you know, and I'm, I'm helping us win, uh, and I'm doing it my way. And um, you don't have to always do it the way people think you should do it. UD, who's the player, and leave Dwayne out, because you and Dwayne are obviously, you know, inseparable and, like, not real-life brothers, but kind of real-life brothers, right? So leave Dwayne out. Who's the, pl- who's the player where you'll look back and say, I'm proud my presence made this person and this player so much better. I made him better because I was next to him than anybody else could have done, and he is really good because of my existence alongside of him. Oh, man. I've had an impact on so many guys. But right now, I would have to say, you know, you know, Bam. You know, he, he obviously he, he works tirelessly, tire, tirelessly on his game, you know, with the coaches, 
and um, you know his guy Ronnie Taylor and those guys. Um, but you know when it comes to breaking down film, you know when it comes to you know putting those things uh, in the right situations, when to do it, when to do it, understanding the game, you know working on his basketball IQ, be a leader, um, to be a winner. And um, you know, obviously putting himself in a position to be one of the greatest players to ever put on the Heat jersey, and be a champion. Um, I would say he embodies all those things that I've been trying to pass along. You know, I've had a couple guys that have had, you know, one or two things that they've been able to embody, but they haven't been able to grasp everything. I think Bam's been able to grasp everything that I've tried to pass along to him. Um, and you know, once again, not taking away from the work that he does with the coaching staff because um, they do an amazing job with him. But uh, you know, just watching film and just pointing out different things to Bam, um, I think I've been able to help him move the needle tremendously. Last couple of things here with Udonis Haslam. Kind enough to join us. 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Year 20 for Udonis Haslam. Evan Cohen with you here. This has been, obviously I'm a Heat fan. This has been an insanely frustrating season. I'm sure it's way more frustrating for you guys than it is for me as a fan. It's weird. I look at Jimmy, who I love, and I think the Miami Heat organization, they're made up to go 82-0. And I think Jimmy's made up to go 16-0 in the playoffs. So while I'm not writing the team off, because Jimmy is such a great postseason performer. Getting there has been a little bit more frustrating than I anticipated it would be, but I'm not giving up yet. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, none of us are giving up. You know, I think everybody is, you know, confused about the way the season's been going. None of us like the situation we're in. Um, and obviously, you know, me, you know, can't live or won't live in mediocrity. Um, I can't live and won't live underachieving. Um, so, you know, as a, as a leader, you know, that, that bothers me. Um, the one thing I do know about this group of guys is that we're clear at the heart. We do want this to go the right way. Um, and if we can if we can get it rolling, I like our chances against anybody. You know, just trying to find some consistency right now. Depends on the basketball court and some games has been a struggle for us. But it's been a struggle all year just getting guys healthy and keeping guys in the line. One thing I would say is, like I said, if we can get healthy and we can get rolling, and get hot at the right time. I like that chance to be anybody. Well, UD, in all sincerity, I want to thank you because you have been an amazing person to watch on and off the court. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. They're Heat fans. They love you, and they, they were not alive when you were playing every single night. And my son goes on YouTube and literally just searches Udonis Haslam highlights. I'm not kidding. He watches all the bloody moments and everything. We got the jersey. We got everything, UD, because you are the kind of person and player that I personally would love for my kids to grow up to be like. Work your ass off, overachieve, do everything you possibly can, and do it the right way. And thank you for being the inspiration you've been for the last 20 years. Oh, man. Well, I appreciate that, Evan. Thank you very much. And, and happy uh, 20th anniversary to uh, ESPN Palm Beach, man. Thank you guys for everything. We grew together, man. It's been an amazing journey, so, you know, we're going to continue to keep doing it. Keep, we're going to keep overachieving. That's right. UD, thank you so much. Best of luck tonight against the Knicks and the rest of the season. Thank you, Evan. I appreciate that. Have a good one. All right. There's Udonis Haslam. I'm, I'm good. I don't <laughs> Find someone else to host the rest of the day. I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. Not going to top that. That's goosebumps through and through right there. I just love that he stayed on hold to listen to Ken losing the equipment. (laughs) He had the full ESPN West Palm experience. Oh, God. Wow. Tremendous. And that was really interesting about the OG rule. We have to get that out there. That will uh, make news, by the way. Um, Just want to point that out there. Thank you to Tim Donovan, Rob Wilson, everybody at the Miami Heat for setting that up. Brian McLevin-Rhodes for getting UD. Uh, Steve Walsh scheduled to join us next on ESPN 106.3.